Good afternoon. Welcome uh, to Anchored in Hope podcast. I'm Father Larry Richards, and we meet every Thursday, God willing, at 3 p.m. Eastern. And this is my time just to answer your questions or anything like that. Uh, I'm at my office at the rectory because uh, I can't leave. So um, I don't have any of the email questions uh, with me. So the only way I'll be able to answer questions today is questions that you write on the side with comments. Um, and then I'll be able to do uh, what we can do. Again, for those of you who don't know, I have COVID and I've had it. Um, I start getting sick on Monday and um, I still am sick. Um, but my five days will be over Sunday, so I should be able to say masses on Sunday if I no longer have any kind of symptoms in that. I've talked to my doctor this morning. I've had mild syst uh, systems, and again, they tell me it's because I, I was vaccinated and I was boosted. So for those who, who are vaccinated and boosted, um, uh, you get milder syst uh, symptoms. And so... Um, I still have uh, my deacon who's been in the hospital for over three weeks, but I think he, by God's grace, he's doing much better. He'll be out. Um, but again, a lot of people at my parish have uh, got COVID. So we're going back to uh, COVID protocol, which means no, no music or anything like that. Uh, people will be wearing masks at the masses. Um, uh, no ministers, nothing until we get through this. We even uh, our adoration chapel, which is always open, and it will still be open uh, because people are calling constantly because everybody's sick. So we've uh, got rid of the mandatory. You have to be there for your uh, time, but the chapel will still be open so people can still come and be with uh, Jesus 24 hours a day. But the mandatory time is uh, until the 17th of um, January. So we're doing as best we can. And together, we're going to get through all this stuff. And then we will go from there. Okay. So again, uh, this is the time for you to ask questions in the comments. And I'm on my regular computer. Uh, so it's easier for me to see those comments and everything and answer them as they come. The first thing we need to do, of course, is pray. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, thank you that you love us so much. You gave us your Son, Jesus Christ, truly present in the most blessed sacrament. I'm so humbled that I could be next to his presence, next to our chapel. Thank you, Jesus, for humbling yourself before us at Christmas. But every moment of the day, when you make yourself present, the most blessed sacrament, every mass. Jesus, help us to know you and to love you and to serve you, to acknowledge that you're present in the Eucharist, to surrender our hearts and our lives completely and fully to you, that we may no longer live, but you, Lord Jesus, may live inside of us. We beg you these things, Lord Jesus Christ, in your most holy name, amen. Mary, Mother of Jesus, pray for us. Good Saint Joseph, pray for us. And then Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, again, welcome. Um, I've got some, a uh, lot of comments. 
about uh, my mass this morning. Again, I can't say public mass because I'm isolated and I was up. Last night was my worst night uh, for sleeping and feeling bad. Um, but I still got to say the mass this morning, but I had commented at the end of it that I was uh, blocking people and tired of people that were nasty to me. And so I got a, a, a comment from somebody on uh, for the things this morning. I won't say his name, but it, it starts off really nice. I hope you do recover quickly. Thank you. And then it says, aside from that, I feel that your tone and response to the people's criticism is somewhat acronymous and judgmental. I don't say that word, but anyway. I am not privy to the specifics, but even though they were probably also acronymous and judgmental, I actually expect more from you. Well, you shouldn't, <laughs> because I am the most human of humans there are. And notice the difference. They attacked me personally. They went for my juggler, went for my throat. Uh, they said that I was not pro-life. They said that I was abortion lover. They said that I was a follower of Satan. They said that I need to repent and I need to repent of many things. So sometimes people think we should just let those things go. Let them go with all their um, bad comments and all their other stuff that they say. Just let it go. But no, because then people get away with that. But this is the difference. I don't call out anybody specifically. I don't say this person, Joe Doe, is an evil person and they're uh, far from God. I say people who make judgments like that, I don't have time for um, because I just don't. My job is to bring people to Jesus Christ. And notice that Jesus was also didn't have time for the Pharisees. In fact, when he dealt with the Pharisees, he didn't deal with them gently in any way, shape, or form. You could say that Jesus Christ was judgmental to them. He wasn't kind to them because he wanted to shake them up. I want everyone to go to heaven, period. And throughout my 32 years being a priest, sometimes the way that I've converted people is by kicking them in the butt. By challenging them. Huh? And I'll do that individually if I'm one on one with them, but I'll do that in general. But again, I never called out anybody specifically, even you who sat there and wrote this to me. I wouldn't call you out specifically. I'm just dealing with this in general for people that might think that I'm just being judgmental. I'm judging the action, the person I'm not going after specifically. I'm going after people that are like that. But again, no, that's the, my example for that is Jesus. My example for that is St. Paul. Um, they said things and they pushed back on people. So that's what I do. Um, and I've been doing this for years. I am much gentler now than I've ever been in my life. But I will not uh, let people abuse me in the name of Jesus Christ. I will not allow that. Nor will I allow them to do it with anybody else. And so... Um, just I wanted to deal with that and make sure that I was upfront with that because um, if people would think I'm hypocritical, of course I'm a hypocrite. There's no way out of that. But um, there's reasons for the way I do things. And I've been doing these things throughout the years. But I am uh, very tired of being attacked personally uh, throughout these years. And so I will not allow it to continue. Um, and Jesus didn't either. Remember, Jesus says, no one takes my life away from me. I lay it down freely. 
So there are times where that'll happen, but I won't let people think they're being holy and religious by destroying a priest. Nope, I won't let them do that, especially if they're Catholic. I won't let them go against the Holy Father. I will not let them go against uh, uh, bishops. I just won't allow it. And I will stand up for it this time and every time. Uh, by definition, a priest is in persona Christi. Capitus means that, uh, and that's when he's saying mass and that, of course, but still at the same time, we gotta, we can be respectful and people could sit there and say, Father, I was sorry. I'm sorry you feel bad. Um, I don't agree with you, but I'm praying for you. Oh, please, that's all the, that's fine. No one has to agree with me. They just got to be, uh, not call me satanic and um, pro-abortion and everything else when I'm not. Absolutely not. Okay, so just to clear all that up, I just wanted to be right up front with that because I think that's the only way that uh, to do these things is to deal with this stuff up front. Okay, I am with you all the way, Father. Don't give those naysayers another thought. Well, I just gave them a couple minutes on podcast. I just think it's important for all of us to do that. That is part of being a hope giver. The pierce the darkness, the pierce the negativity with the light of Christ and uh, his light um, sometimes hurts because it brings this light into the darkness. Sometimes this uh, light is going to make people feel uncomfortable, but I think that's important reality. And again, if I'm wrong, then God have mercy on my soul and I'll change. I will repent. I mean, that's what I want. I want to do God's holy will. This morning in the readings, that's what it said, huh? If you, uh, we should do God's will and we'll endure forever. So that's my only purpose in life is to do God's will. And that should be all of our purposes in life to do God's will. But to do God's will means it's not we're pushing our opinions. We're coming to God in prayer and we're doing as God asks us to do. So uh, again, it's all I can do. So thank you. Okay. Praying for our Father Mac doing. We don't know. Uh, Father Mac got tested yesterday or the day before. So he hasn't got, and he hasn't been here. He left Christmas Day. So we don't know uh, if he is uh, COVID positive or not. Um, uh, we won't know until he gets his tests back. We're probably having someone else come to say the mass on Saturday, and then I should be fine again on Sunday. But I told him to stay home if he uh, is uh, COVID positive. We don't need two sick people in the house, and that way he got his mother to take care of him. Oh, I miss those days very much. Um, Very much. Anyway, so uh, thank you for your prayers. It's very, very important. Okay, good afternoon, Padre. For you, your deep prayers, for you and your deacon and parishioner, speedy recovery. It has hit our, COVID has hit our parish very hard this past week. Um, two of our people uh, uh, tested positive. There were midnight mass in the choir. And again, uh, one of them was one of the very first people who ever had COVID. And here we were the first parish that shut down and was under quarantine for 10 days. Uh, and she was vaccinated and everything else after that. And she still got it. Um, this Omicron virus is very catchy. It doesn't really care whether you have a uh, uh, vaccination or not. But you get it a lot less. Nobody's been dying from uh, <coughs> the Omicron if they have been vaccinated and everything else. So, again, just 
thank you for your prayers again that's very oh gosh so important again if we're just people that are just really praying for each other i just think that gotta be it and again when i do once my week uh, fasting i haven't been fasting in the last couple of weeks because of christmas but when i get back in i always do a day for people who hate me and for people who speak against me and people that think i'm not of god and so um I, I, I want them all to be saved. You know, I really do hope and pray that the people that I uh, hate the most, if you will, in my humanity on earth get to sit next to me forever in heaven. Because again, they'll be redeemed. I'll be redeemed. We're all dysfunctional, messed up people. Every one of us. So again, I'm the most dysfunctional person there is. Boy, do I know it. And most of you know it too. Um, so I know when I can get crazy. Um, and I just hope that we we all are just seeking God's will, seeking to do his will. That's all. Okay. Enough with that stuff. Okay. Prayers to Jesus and the angel saints. Stay hydrated. I'm staying hydrated a lot. That's a good little reminder, though. Uh, by God's grace, I have not had this bad. Just a constant fever, about 99. And that uh, keeps me up at night. Yeah, that's about all, and the freezing and the shakes and all that stuff, and the stuffy nose, which is hard because I'm on a CPAP, but you can't use your CPAP when you have a stuffy nose. It doesn't work. Um, so, but my people have been making, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, chicken soup, chicken noodle soup, and been dropping me off all kinds of things, sliced oranges and all that kind of stuff was uh, phenomenal because when you're a celibate, especially an old celibate. And I, because I fast all the time, there's nothing in the house to eat. Um, because if there is, I eat it. In fact, what a lot of people did do is they got me for Christmas, Romolo sponge candy, which is the best thing in the whole world. And so when there's nothing in the house, I eat Romolo sponge candy, which is very bad because I'm a diabetic and my doctor is going to really be on my case when I give my blood in uh, three weeks. Because um, I was so good the last time. My sugar was down to 6.1, which was fantastic. And all my, it was the lo lowest I've been in everything for years. And I know it's going to be back up again because of Romulo's candy, but it isn't their fault. It's my fault because I like it so much. It's fantastic. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Oh, what's this got to do with anything? I know. Uh, praying for you. Thank you. Pray for us. I am. I pray for all of you every day. Hey, Father, greetings from Sheboygan. Wisconsin. I have great friends in Sheboygan or outside. I, I married one of my old kids who I haven't heard from in years uh, up in Sheboygan. Him and his great wife. So I hope they're all well, but I've been up there many times. A great place. Anyway, you married our daughter, Kristen and Rob. There you go. Well, nice to see you. Again. <laughs> yes, I should read the whole thing. Huh? About 16 years ago here, Charlie and I are both dealing with COVID this week also. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I see on Facebook, your kids went away to Mexico. Must be nice huh? for Christmas even. So uh, uh, let's all pray together that God uh, just keeps us uh, in healing. It's also good because this reminds us how much we need God, right? We need him more than we need our next breath. Whenever we think that we're pretty good on our own. God throws us a curveball, even though we think, look at, I did this, I did this, I did this, I'm fine. You know, even at all the masses, I wear a mask, you know, and uh, I don't shake people's hands. Uh, 
none of that stuff. Again, I broke that for Christmas. So I'm sure because people are coming up and hugging me and everything else, I'm not going to push people away. Um, but I'm sure that's how uh, I got that because I had broken my own rules. Um, so, but yes, I remember quite well uh, you and Charlie, and I had a fine time up there, a very fine time. Thanks for watching. Tell them uh, I said hello. I still haven't even met their daughter yet. That's how long it's been since I've seen them. So, um, yeah, tell them I said hi. Okay, thank you for praying for me, and I will be praying for you even more. Okay, would you recommend listening to a rosary auto to pray the mysteries? I get distracted easily when trying to recite the rosary. Absolutely, if that's going to help you, as long as you're meditating on the mystery. The best way to do that, in my opinion, is to ask the Holy Spirit to really let you enter into prayer. We should never go into prayer by our own power. We should only go into prayer by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it's why it's a good practice to always surrender to the Holy Spirit before you pray. Because again, the Word of God says, we do not know how to pray as we ought. As we ought, so the Spirit prays within us. So too often we just say our memorized prayers, we say our rosary, our divine mercy chaplet under our power instead of under the power of God. And then another thing you can do is ask Mary to take you by the hand, if you will, and to watch and see through her eyes each of the mysteries. And that way you can truly enter into it. Don't focus so much on the prayers because they're repetitive for a reason. It's to create a mantra so that we can enter into the mystery. So if you just go and you're focusing on every word of the prayer, like again, when at Mass, when we say the Our Father, we, we really focus in every word of the prayer. But during the rosary, it's a mantra surrounding us by the Holy Word of God, which is these prayers that allow us to enter into the mystery. So it's a different uh, way of praying that prayer when we're saying a rosary. And again, that will help you if you do it. Ask Mary to take you by the hand and take you through each mystery. And if you do it by the power of the Holy Spirit and not your power, uh, some great things can happen in your prayer, especially with the rosary. Hope that helps. Okay. Okay. Da, da, da. Do you think it's possible for an atheist who is a good person to get to heaven? Well. Uh, sure. And the reason I feel that way is because they can't get to heaven by their own power, right? They can only get to heaven by the power and the grace of what Jesus Christ did for them on the cross. And this isn't my opinion, as people would love to say. It's the teaching, the dogmatic teaching of Vatican Council II. Now, some people say Vatican Council II was not a dogmatic council, but it still had some dogmatic teaching. And so, it, it wasn't, it was a pastoral council to help us to deal with things. But it says, if an atheist is an atheist through no fault of his own, he has hope of salvation. It doesn't mean that he's, uh, because even if you're a good person, a good person isn't enough to get you to heaven. Because a good, a, per, a good person compared to who? Uh, compared to Satan? Oh, we're all good people. Compared to Hitler? Oh, we're all good people. Compared Sorry. to Jesus? Um, not so much. So, uh, we have to remember that we're saved by the grace of God, what Jesus Christ did for us. So that's for everybody. Be it an atheist, a Hindu, a Muslim, a Buddhist, whatever it is. There's only one way into heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. And by what Jesus Christ did for us. Again and again, 
as we go back to the Immaculate Conception, Mary didn't do anything, not one thing, to be preserved of original sin from the moment she was conceived. She did nothing. It was all the grace of God. Talk about grace. And God preserved her from original sin and from ever committing a sin because she never had that uh, spiritual gene, if you will. So, but God did that for her. So it's what God did for her. That's why, again, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that Mary would say when she says the beautiful prayer, the Magnificat, that God who is my savior has done great things for me. Even Mary was saved by what Jesus would do for her on the cross. You got that? We're all in need of that. So an atheist, anyone, if they go to heaven, will only do it by the grace of God. And that's so important for us to know because some of us try just to earn heaven. You know, and that's how we can judge everybody else and call them names and everything else in God's name. Because we think that we're all going to earn it. That's heresy. It's been a heresy, plagianism from the beginning. Plagianism means you're going to earn heaven. You're not going to earn heaven. Never will. It's only what Jesus did for you. We need to surrender our hearts to him, our lives to him, and let him take full control of our lives. That's how we'll get to heaven. And it's the easier way. Now, an atheist and that, they do that in other ways. Um, meaning that, you know, all people know you're my disciples because you love, you love other people. So love one another. So if a person is, again, to me, one of the greatest presence, the signs of the presence of God in any individual is if they're generous, is if they're giving away their life. I know people, again, you could say I'm being judgmental, but I'm not saying specifically of anybody. But even priests that are just some of the most selfish individuals ever. You know, people give them gifts. They never say thank you. Uh, they don't think about buying gifts for anybody else. It's only about what you can do for me. And that's just selfish. You can be a priest of Jesus Christ and be totally selfish and not make it to heaven because it shows you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus. You think you have, that's the whole point. So we can think that we've done all kinds of things, but if Jesus isn't living his life through us and Jesus is one who lays down his life for others. So by definition, the sign that God lives inside of us is we're laying down our life for others every day. Um, you, you understand? But again, no, yes, they can be saved according to Vatican Council too, but through the grace of God, not by what they did or didn't do. Uh, hope that's clear. And again, that's well. Every time I, I always think, even as I'm saying that stuff, these are the things that people go crazy and they just say, "No, now I know you're not of God." You know, well, really, you know that, huh? Hmm. Uh, amazing. So uh, again, you can look it up. That just say, uh, put it in Google. Can uh, atheists be saved according to Vatican Council II? You'll come to the very paragraph and uh, uh, you can look it up and read it yourself. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Da -ba -da -ba -da. I guess the good still die young, eh, Father Larry? The pagan child, Chris. Uh, I don't think people would do this in person. I wish we could break bread with each other instead of screaming each other over on social media. That's why I don't, uh, yes. Uh, nobody would say those things to me. There have been people who say to me in public, uh, right to my face, and then I say things to them in public, right to their face, and they never like that because uh, I'm not the most gentle person. Again, people of God, I still, except for today and last week, I still see a counselor every week. 
for anger management. My deepest struggle is with my temper. Uh, and it can be good and it can be bad. My uh, temper, if it's been for other people, it's been the greatest thing ever to save them, protect them, uh, uh, to go against injustice, to go against uh, us killing babies. Um, but when it's for myself, that's when it gets to be bad. You know, so um, yes, but a lot of people, they can say all those things. So I just block them and I take them. They won't be saying that on my thing. I'm not going to give hatred uh, a voice on my uh, any of my media. Just not. So the more they're like that, the more I just, okay, you don't have a voice. <gasps> well, because hatred doesn't have a voice. Love has a voice. I'll give you a voice if you're loving. But I won't give you a voice if you're hating. Just won't let that happen. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, Bruce, condemning and hating on the Pope and priest is the fast track to hell. <laughs> Father Larry Alum. Thanks. And again, it, I don't know if it's a fast track to hell, but it uh, it sure isn't a fast track to heaven. Let me tell you that. Thanks, Bruce. Audrey, oh my gosh, Father, you are here. Are you feeling, how am I feeling today? Uh, better today, as a matter of fact. I haven't taken any pills or anything, so hopefully I'll get to sleep well tonight. Um, I just wish I had the energy to do thank you notes and everything else right now, because this would be the time. Uh, to do that stuff, but I don't have the energy yet. I've been doing a lot of sleeping in that. So uh, uh, those of you who sent me gifts and everything, just you got to be patient with uh, me getting uh, thank you notes and that out, um, if you would please. Thank you. Okay, soup, juice, fever reducers. I've been doing the soup. The juice is usually no good for me because it shoots my sugar up. But uh, like someone of wonderful. Uh, couple went and sliced up some oranges and uh, brought them to me and I ate all of them real just at one sitting because there's the fiber in that and the orange and that way I can take the orange uh, and the fiber in that breaks down the sugar and makes the sugar less high in uh, carbohydrate uh, for me to eat and so but regular juices would just shoot my sugar up way too high not as high I don't think as the uh, sponge candy chocolate Still, I know, I know. <laughs> so anyway, okay. Okay, let's go back here. Oh, there you go. Um. <laughs> Okay, I got up here too far. Okay. Soup juice here it is. There you go. Hi, Father. This is Paul. Hi, Paul. Um, thank you for fighting a good fight. Keep kicking them in the butt. <laughs> thank you. Again, uh, someone, uh, I don't respond to things online ever because uh, I would just do nothing but that. So someone was asking me if I was doing any uh, um, meetings or anything out in San Diego. When I come to San Diego in uh, the end of January, it's just vacation. So I don't do anything in any parishes. I say mass privately. I do my whole yard privately. I hang out with some friends uh, and do lunch or dinner and that kind of stuff. But I don't, uh, it's vacation. So again, since I'm constantly doing five different ministries at the same time, I need these uh, seven to 10 days every year just to do 
nothing and to uh, refresh. Uh, even Jesus went and did times refreshing. So that's what it is. I always go down to San Diego because it's usually good weather, not in the morning in January, but still sun's out and that's what matters. And uh, just a time for me to relax uh, and refresh and it's uh, good. So we'll see you out there again. I'll be um, gone from the 18th the 23rd or 24th and then i'll be in san diego on the 24th to the uh the 19th i leave to come back 19th no nine right to the 26th there you go so uh, i'll get to see you paul and your wonderful wife so julia beat paul for me would you tell me better be doing all the things you need to do and when i come out there it's not gonna be pretty <laughs> Anyway, remember that you are loved, Father. Thank you. Again, that's uh, why I get so crazy is sometimes I think that um, I, when I feel judged, I get uh, defensive, as you can tell. Uh, not right, but that's it. Okay. Bruce just rocked the house and his comment. Got to be pretty toasty in the afterlife for your haters. They might be the ones that go to heaven because that could be one of the biggest things. Do you hate Father Larry? Yes, come on into heaven. <laughs> and so I get it. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, thanks for going live so we can hear you, but hope you'll be back to resting. I am. I'm going to bed afterwards. Okay. Chris, again, some of these people who act high and righteous and they think they could do better than the bishops and Pope have no idea. Bishop have to answer to Jesus for every soul in their diocese. And um, not just Catholics. Again, I'm responsible for everyone in my parish boundaries. Uh, I'm responsible for their souls. And again, I just think it's important that we do look at Jesus and we watch how Jesus dealt with people. Jesus was very, very compassionate on sinful people. Was he not? You know, it got him in trouble. That's why they wanted to kill him. He would tell a, a prostitute, someone who had sex outside of marriage, committed adultery. He doesn't condemn them. And it drove the good people crazy. He would tell the Pharisees and all the ones that kept not only the Ten Commandments, but all the commandments of Leviticus, that they were darkened sepulchers. Talk about calling someone a name uh, fit for hell. I mean, really? Um, so I think that we can do what we do. But again, that's why when I come to people like Pope Francis, who's always taking care of the poor, who's always reaching out to sinners, who's always... Uh, humble and serving others. And then you have other ones that want others to serve them, want others to follow the rules. Isn't it amazing? God gave us free will and he allows us to be damned forever because he gave us that free will. We try to take free will away from people and condemn them. God will do all that by himself. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. We still have to call what's right, right, and what's wrong, wrong, but we have to do it in a way that brings people to conversion. And that's where I struggle a lot, because sometimes if I'm just going crazy and getting mad, it's not bringing people to conversion. It's making them just matter at me and more confirmed in their beliefs. So the word of God has to do a work in me, a conversion of heart in me to really uh, be different. Uh, and that's an ongoing process. huh? And so I always just uh, get... Uh, that when I'm trying and I'm doing the best I can, when I get frustrated, there's always people immediately to call me out on that. And when you do, I know it's true. Are you kidding me? Um, I know, but we got to come back to at least uh, do as best we can do. So thank you. 
Okay. Father, what a blessing living Mass with you this morning. Thank you. And again, I'll have Mass uh, tomorrow morning, God willing, same time at 7 a.m. And probably again Saturday, which we normally don't because I won't be able to have Mass publicly on Saturday. Um, so I'll say Mass. I don't know if it'll be at 7 in the morning. It'll be my hit time, but it might be a day I just completely sleep in. Worst comes the worst, Mass will be again on Sunday at 11 o'clock, and that'll be live streamed. It'll be very, excuse me, very simple, no music or anything. Um, but we just got to get through this time. I don't want anybody else to get sick because I'm doing fine, you know, by God's grace, but other people might not uh, do as fine. So I want to make sure, um, like my sister immediately, when she found out that I had COVID, like, because I saw them on Christmas Eve. Well, do we have to worry or anything else? I said, no, I think, especially if I have the Omicron, you, you get symptoms within a couple of days, uh, very fast. And so that was last Friday. I was with them. And today is, uh, yesterday was Wednesday. So I said, you'd have got it by now. So I wouldn't worry too much. But that's one of my my biggest fears is that uh, I would have it and then give it to someone else and they would get sick or die. Um, that to me is one of my greatest fears. And I just think that we should always be always more concerned about not what it's doing for me, but how am I going to protect other people? Uh, I just think that's an important reality. Okay. Oh, do, 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 do. Father, okay. Paul, again, what are you doing? Uh, you're saying, mm, um, I'm working real hard. Well, maybe not so hard on being able to pray for your haters and the Pope's haters still working on it. Well, it's not working on it. We just got to do it. I got to do it every day. You got to do it every day. We all got to do it every day. Okay. Yeah, she loves sponge candy. There's nothing better. Padre, can you speak a little on remote cooperation and the sinful act? <sighs> if you are like telling people it's okay, uh, or like, again, let's say you're driving pers a person to an abortion. So you're participating in that act of murdering a baby. If you tell somebody that it's okay to go ahead and have an abortion, you are participating in murder of a baby, uh, though you didn't do it, or even uh, you don't say anything uh, to stop it or try to stop it. You are participating in their sin. Now, again, you can do this without saying you're a murderer. You can say that you are uh, murdering a child. That's a different reality than calling someone a murderer. So I hope you understand that our job is to go against the sin and calling sin what it is and stopping people from doing that. Um, but again, God lets them do that. That's what it always comes down to, to me, that the God of the universe lets them uh, kill those babies. And it drives me crazy because he gave them free will even though those babies die. But the only way I can go back to get some kind of peace about that is you look at the Holy Innocents who we celebrated this past week. God allowed those children to die. He didn't stop. He could have given uh, Herod a heart attack right then and there, killed him, uh, let him go to hell or whatever and stop that, uh, those babies from being killed. God did not uh, because he gave us free will. And I think that's the hardest thing that... Uh, we allow people to have freedom will, but we got to remember that uh, freedom of action doesn't stop consequences of 
the things. If I jump out of an airplane with no parachute, I'm going to die. It's no one's fault except for mine because uh, I was free to do that. But there's consequences for my actions. And so what we got to do, again, I've told the story a million times. A person called me when I was still on EWTN to make a statement. And they were supposed to ask questions, but they sat there and they said to me, uh, Father, my uh, cousin's getting married and I'm not going. Okay. So I bit and I said, why aren't you going? Because they're living in sin and I want them to know how sinful they are. And I says, oh, are they getting married in the church? And they said, yes, they are. I said, well, the church is going. Why aren't you going? Because I want them to know how sinful they are. And I said, okay, this is what I want you to do. How long before the wedding? Six months. And I said, I want you to press because you have to fast and uh, do come some kind of penance every Friday anyway by teaching the church. But I want you to fast on bread and water for them every Friday between now and their marriage. They would come to conversion. And the guy hung up on me because he was not participating in their sin. He wanted to make sure that he did not, but he wasn't doing anything to stop them besides judging them. And I've been doing this stuff for a long time. When I judge people and try to get them out of sin, it doesn't get them out. Now, kicking them in the butt, but still walking with them is a different reality. Um, and that's where I struggle about when I just throw people off my social media, because I don't want to give them, if they want to talk to me and have a dialogue with me, I have no problem with that, as long as they're not nasty, as long as we can both be respectful. Sometimes I'm not respectful either because I've had enough. Uh, am I wrong? Yes. Uh, but you need to have two people that are opening to listening to each other. And if you have two people that are open to listening to each other, then we can get a lot of places. Like I always tell people, you want to bring people to God. This is what you need to do. You need to uh, start praying for them because uh, only God will bring anyone to conversion, not you, not me. And then you need to love them. Because people will do anything if they know that we love them. If they don't know that we love them, they'll do anything just to uh, drive us crazy uh, or hurt us. And then the last thing we do is we witness to them what God and his mercy has done for us. So that's how we bring people to conversion. But it's also how we get people out of their sin. We pray for people. We love them. Then we tell them. Sometimes we tell people how sinful they are and how bad they are and how evil they are without ever loving them, without ever praying for them. And that just isn't of God. And again, I've done it many times. I am not a, uh, uh, oh, this is how you do it. I'm so good at this. Uh -uh. But we all need to be growing in this matter. Okay. So hopefully that helps. Uh, greetings from Ireland. Lovely to see you. Prayers, they thank you. I love Ireland. It's one of my favorite places. Uh, most of my uh, genes are from Ireland. Even though the Irish people don't like me when I was over there, I'm too strong for some of them. So <laughs> I never got invited back. I was over there twice and never been invited back. They even, uh, the head person of the, they have a big divine mercy thing out there. And it's been 10 years since they're there. And they says, Father, we'd like to invite you over. And they never did because I'm, uh, I was too challenging in other ways. Or some people think I'm a big liberal. It always drives me, breaks my heart when people think that. But uh, it's okay. I still love Ireland. I still love the Irish people. Okay. Can we focus on the mysteries of the rosary without reciting the Hail Marys? Of course you can. Of course. But it, it's not as a prayer as much as uh, it can be if you pray the Holy Spirit. 
it's like meditating on and most of the rosary, uh, everything in there, not everything, but most everything in there is scriptural. So you can do uh, meditate on scriptures every day. And it's an encouraging thing that you do. Uh, St. Ignatius Loyola really encouraged us to meditate on the Holy Word of God. Okay. And we still are in Christmas. Thank you for reminding us. We all are in Christmas until the uh, January 6th. Uh, even though our priest open house gathering is the 7th this year. <coughs> but uh, Rome keeps up its crescendo you know, till the Feast of the Presentation, which is February 2nd. So you can really uh, sit there and keep everything up to February 2nd. If you want, Rome does it. You can do the same. I feel my fever coming on again. I'm starting to get hot. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Father, I like your style, the way you challenge us, because my relationship with Jesus is now more close and personal. Thank you. Um, sometimes I like my style. Sometimes I hate my style. I don't know. It's kind of a weird reality that if I'm driving somewhere and I turn on Catholic radio and I'll hear something, I go, who the heck is this? They're awful loud. Oh, my gosh. Then I know it's me. And I go, I would never listen to me. <laughs> I would just like, so I know. But thank you for that. Father, thank you for living, teaching, proclaiming the gospel. There was sometimes. Thank you. Um, okay. Do, 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 do. I lost my place. That's why it's just taken me. <laughs> Don't ask. Okay, but it says, let's see. Very sending prayers for you and Deacon. Thank you. Prayers for your health. Thank you. Praying for you, Father. Please, Marianne. See, it's good. I didn't come to visit you uh, in the, with all this time sick. Everybody else had to cancel, and it's been no fun. Anyway, it's the pagan from Syracuse, New York. Eric, uh, I'm talking about Justin Fatika is the biggest pagan up in Syracuse, New York. So you're the second biggest. Uh, thank you for all you do, James, my whole perspective. Can't wait to see you again at a conference near me. Thank you, Eric, for your prayers. Audi from Woodlands, Texas. Will our Father book be out in 2022? God willing. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. I got it here. Here, I'll just show you. No, it's right here. This is the Our Father. No, it's not the Our Father book. This is the Our Father book. Just live it. See, all the chapters are done. That's just uh, how to go through. I'm still in the editing. Like here, like this is the third chapter. And so what I have been doing is I'm redoing each of the chapters because uh, a lot of times my writing is three free-flowing thought uh, as I do. So I wanted to make this book much more logical and so the way this one's going to be is like uh each chapter is being broken up into three parts what is the what is the revelation by god in that particular word or phrase two what is the principle of that and then three what are the practical applications of that because the book is called just live it so uh like the word our so what God tells us is that we belong to one another. We are a family. Huh? So the that's the principle that's been revealed. I mean, the the that's what's revealed. 
The second thing is the principle is that we must love one another without condition because we belong to one another. And that's the hard part. Huh? God loves us without condition. He still allows our, it's because he loves us that we go to hell because he gives us what we want. That's all the ultimate reality. And then how do we practically live that? How do we um, put others first and uh, uh, truly love them? Uh, how do we do that? And so these, so each of the chapters, it's what is revealed, what is the principle, and how is this lived? So um, it's the 10 principles of the Lord's Prayer. And so uh, this will all be done very um, logically, and hopefully it's going to... Uh, hopefully really change people's whole perspective on how they pray that Lord's Prayer when we really come down to it. And again, it's taken me 10 years to write it, um, but I just think it's all of God. This is, he's been part of this and because uh, it's been rewritten so many times. That, uh, so just pray, maybe this will be, 2022 will be the year. 2020 and 2021 have really stunk especially for me physically. I was sitting there reflecting on this the other day when I put up my Christmas uh, letter. Because uh, last year, I didn't put out Christmas cards, but last year I had that uh, diabetic ketosis and almost killed me because I was fasting on uh, Jardis. And then I got the, this year I got the kidney stone and now I have uh, COVID. And I'm thinking, really? Is this what happens after you turn 60? I'll be uh, 62 this uh, March. And so it's like, oh my goodness enough of all this stuff, but it's a uh, good again for humility. Uh, so Hadi from Woodlands, Texas. Uh, do you know, Audrey asks, uh, you have to know because of who you are and speak the truth. You have been brought more to Jesus than the other way. So I hope so. Honest to goodness. I hope that at the end of my life, I couldn't stand before God and say, at least tried to bring everybody I knew to you. So imperfectly, I know. So imperfectly. I get it. Jacob, hello, Father. Thank you for being with us today. How is your mother and your family? Uh, they were very good. Uh, I saw them all Christmas Eve. We had a good time. If you saw the picture on my uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram or LinkedIn, there's a picture of me and my family. And uh, my mom's at the end. Everybody says, your stepfather doesn't look happy. And I go, oh, that's my stepfather. He's 83 years old, but he's uh, still unbelievable. Unbelievable. Complete mind is completely 100% there. Well, you figure the Holy Father just turned 85 and he's still uh, going like gangbusters. Okay, praying for you. Thank you, KP. Eric, Father, my wife and I have had our two last three pregnancies and then miscarriage. And it's been pretty hard and have three beautiful kids, but still has been very challenging. Eric, I'd encourage you to, to get a miraculous medal and uh, have her always wear one and you always wear one. And just ask Our Lady's protection. Uh, Again, so if you get pregnant again, uh, Our Lady can protect that child. Uh, so just it's been a great miracles throughout the years, miraculous medals. I have one on my, this very moment, and I encourage everybody to wear a miraculous medal all the time. I sleep with the only way I don't have my miraculous medal on is if I am in the shower because it's part of my scapula. But anyway, um, okay. Praying for you and your mother. Thank you, Father. Keep uh, speaking truth. I hope it's always God's will, not mine. Teresa, Father, when I pray, I say a few Hail Marys, and then I have normal conversation with Jesus. This is a good way to pray, or am I being disrespectful? Of course you're not being disrespectful. Come as you are to God. Remember, God left heaven to meet us where we are. 
He got into our skin. He became a baby, was in a womb for nine months, was tortured by us, had to eat, had to go to the bathroom, everything that all of us do. If God came to us as we are, then we can go to him as we are. As long as it's not filled with uh, our time before him has to be filled with humility, which means from the earth, means it's real. And that's why I often say, I mean, people, too many people just say other people's prayers. And I say, why? If you're going to say anyone's prayer, pray the prayer of Jesus, the Lord's prayer, because it's anointed. But everybody else, all these other prayers that people go crazy, I said, have you ever had a conversation with God? Meaning, have you listened to God? Do you talk to God? Because even when you say the Lord's prayer and you say your will be done, you're asking him, I want to do what you want. And he said, okay, I want you to shut up right now. And I, so I can tell you what I want you to do. Oh, no, God, I'm in the middle of my prayer. So sometimes our prayers can get in the way of relationship with Almighty God. So everything is a vehicle of entering into intimacy with God. So when your intimacy is there, stop. Be still with him. Uh, listen to him. Talk to him. That's what God wants. He wants intimacy with us. Okay. Jennifer, I recently joined a group of people doing Christmas caroling at a local senior center. I realized shortly beforehand that this was organized by a church that seems to be anti-Catholic. That's okay. You can show them what true Catholics are, Jennifer. Good job. Hi, Father. We are so sorry to hear you're not feeling well. We're praying that your speedy recovery will be fine. Um, Pastor reminded the group that we never know who we are to serving, and we might encounter people who have no faith background. Have fallen away from the church or even Catholics. <laughs> That's true. <coughs> because there are many Catholics that are just Catholic in name, meaning it's like buying a part of the country club. You know, I call them Notre Dame Catholics. And I went to Notre Dame, thank you. But it's like I'll fight and die for the faith, but I don't know Jesus. I just told this was right. You can do all that stuff and be an atheist. So it is true. Just because you're born and raised Catholic doesn't mean you have a relationship with Jesus. We always got to go deeper. We're always in need of deeper repentance. Okay. I was a little stunned by this and didn't know how to respond in these types of situations. What would you advise saying? If anything, I'd just say, hey, I'm a Catholic and I love Jesus. And they're like, oh, you really can't be a Catholic. They're like, yeah, I can. And so you can be a great uh, influencer for that. Well, even Catholics are probably nicer than uneven ones. Simply smile. There you go. That's good. That's a good advice there, too. Okay. Say quiet. I struggle to stop judging my adulterous husband and his girlfriend. I guess I need to fast. And again, it doesn't mean that you stay in a uh, relationship if, uh, um, if you're being abused physically, psychologically, spiritually. You know, again... I always go back to this because it's always like my mother who was a cop also, my father. My father was very, uh, could be very abusive. He was a very bad drunk, good man, but alcohol just changed everything. And my mother looked at him once and says, if you ever touch me, I'll kill you while you sleep. That was my mother. And she meant it with all her heart. And my father knew she meant it. And he never touched her because she knew that he'd kill him while asleep. Sometimes too, when I'm dealing with people who are struggling, I just sit there and say, you got to lay the law down. I am not going to just stay in this relationship with you if you're going to go around and do this. And I'm going to take you for everything you got, just so you know. Because sometimes that is the very thing that saves the relationship. When you're strong, if you just uh, go as a victim, they're going to run away from you and keep doing it because it's like a bully. They know they can get away with it. 
as soon as you stand up to them and say, I will not put up with this stuff anymore. And I don't know your whole situation. So I'm not giving you counseling. I'm just saying in general, um, that's what I tell people so that this doesn't continue. You don't have to be in an abusive relationship. Okay. And that's judging the action. It's not judging the person because you still love the person you married them. Okay. I like people who speak the truth. Thank you. I'm challenging too. I'm looking forward to the Holy Land with you in 2023, Ireland. We're going to have a fine time in the Holy Land. I'm going with John Edwards, two of us. He's a good man. Um, so encourage you. It's uh, More information is on. Uh, uh, just put Father Father Larry Richards in the Holy Land. You'll get select tours and you'll find out all about it. So we have one of the, it's, it's, I love the Holy Land. It's one of my favorite places. And we have a fine time. So come. Dear Father Larry, have you ever thought of the efficacy of a blessing over the internet? At present, many people are not in church as much as normal and watch services online. Um, yeah, God's powerful. Is See, that's the whole thing. Though they're not there, God is with them. And so that's why the Holy Father talks about it. he gives blessings over the internet. He believes that God blesses people through that. Why? Because God is with them. And so uh, there is uh, power in that. Absolutely. Harry, the masses from Washington are wonderful. Walsingham are wonderful. There you go. Your brother looks just like you. V-O-R-O-N-G. I have no idea what that means. Sorry. Hi, Father. So a few months ago, you recommended me asking my son who was following from the faith to read Mark 1, uh, 111, not 112. Though he is not enthusiastic and kept on his stance, he has invited me to play the piano. He was invited to play the piano. At Mass, he loves the group and is leaning back, leaning back to the faith. Thanks to the beautiful songs at Mass. Keep on praying for him. You got it. Um, get better. But it's Mark chapter 1, verse 11. You are my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Mark chapter 1, verse 12 says, the Holy Spirit led him into the desert to be tempted by the devil. So uh, tell him to focus. Make sure he's focusing on uh, chapter uh, 1, verse 11. Okay. No more questions. So fantastic. Uh, again, I just ask everybody to pray for me that I always do God's holy will and not my own. I speak his truth and not my own, that I try to be uh, kinder when I want to get the thing I showed you. Uh, I didn't show you, but I have in my thing, uh, be kind or be quiet, uh, put above people's heads. So I know that I have to, God's calling me to be more kind and I'm sorry for when I'm not that way. Um, so we still have a long way to go, all of us, to seek God's will and to have him full control of all of our life. Let's pray for each other. We become great saints. And I will see you next year, God willing, and next week, which is next year. Let's pray that 2022 is a heck of a lot better in 2020 or 2021. Okay? The Lord be with you. May almighty God bless, keep, and protect you. He who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. See you next week or at Mass tomorrow morning. Thank you.